Hello, everyone. It's Sam from the Tony Award-winning podcast that you're listening to, The Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm going to be straight with you. There's a technical blunder that is going to happen at the middle of this episode. So the first half, it's going to sound normal. Everything's gravy, as they would say. But the second half, we only had camera audio. It was an audio disaster. Now I'm uh, interrupting the pre-show podcast apology to say that I made it sound as best as I could. I'm not the best audio engineer, but I did the best I can. Now, back to the regular pre-show apology that's happening right now. Sam, speak. Go. So we pre-apologize. I'm speaking for Michelle as well. That rhymed accidentally, uh, so, so sorry when it gets shitty at the end there. And uh, I'm going to make you wait until the end to listen to what we're doing next week. Or you can not care and just wait till next week's episode. Uh, enjoy. I don't know. It just goes away at the end. There we go. Yeah, I need that nasty, harsh note for it to end on. It's nasty, dude. Do it again, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Shred the... That's fun. Hey, everybody. What's up? Look like you were jerking off a dick as you were mouthing it. Clearly, you do not have experience (laughs) in the slide whistle. It says trophy on it. I've never noticed that. So apparently, this is my my dick sucking trophy because I'm good. (laughs) Congratulations, Daddy. Oh God, he does listen to this. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam, and we are a review podcast. I don't know why that's so hard for me to do. We are a review podcast. Yes, here to provide each other with media every Uh week. And this week we have an old guest back. It's been quite a while, actually. Hey guys, he's a classic. He's a classic couple of critics podcast guest. And by the way, I forgot, and I'm going to say it now while I'm remembering, you have to sign that banner over there because I'm making guests do it now. Ah, right yeah, on. It's my little We have one guest on thing. it so far. <laughs> yeah, other than that, it's our name. Since we've cut, <laughs> we've cut way back on guests. It does have names on it. But we need to start filling that up when are we people gonna, come over. Are we going to start amping it up on guests? I don't know. So I can... COVID has died down, so I don't have to worry about that. And I don't think you ever had to. Uh, I didn't get <laughs> sick, so I mean, I guess that's good. Yeah, I didn't get sick either. I never got the vid. Even though I was around everybody who did. Yeah, look at you, <clears throat> you resilient I, piece of unless shit. I, unless I did get it, and I'm dead now, and this is all just some sort of hell. It's that, possible you had it and didn't know. That or just eating or, McDonald's chicken nuggets made Or you they're resilient. all just full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say this. Here we go. So me, Here we go. <laughs> Lynn and I were both off work for COVID. Yeah. She was deathly ill. I only knew that I had it because they told me. <laughs> and that got me a paid week off of work. So you were, you were all about it. And I was like, sweet. And I feel great. <laughs> well, yeah, but Lynn felt like shit, No, right? she was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to still stay around and like. <laughs> I felt bad for her. I took care of her. What's this shirt you're wearing? Um, 
this is from a YouTube channel. What does it say? Donut Media. It says Boost Creeps. It looks like jism. Blue jism. It definitely looks like <laughs> some sort of it's neon the jism. Goo. The blue goo. <laughs> there you are. There's our rhyme master in the house. It does look. Ladies, like, take it off. It does your look blouse. like cum now. Thanks. And I'll always think that. Dude, I thought you always thought everything looked like cum and dicks and balls. So cum tit Kirk. When's the last time you drew a dick out in the wild? It's been a while. Good. I'm Ooh, glad. <laughs> I was, he's I was concerned he was going to say like, well, two weeks ago. I still think it's funny when I see it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. You just hope that people are carrying on the dick <laughs> drawing like, tradition. Someone's still out there. <laughs> well, you just, you assume it's a kid. <laughs> I'm just a big Not an adult man. <laughs> I swear all still kids. Yeah, but somebody needs to carry yeah, the but torch. There's, there the becomes torch. an age where you stop doing things like spray painting dicks on things. My, exactly. But I still think it's funny. That's fine. Oh, my you favorite. still think it's funny if you want to my favorite instance was when we were playing a show and i walked in in the bathroom and you were somehow like standing on the sink and lodging yourself on a trash can so you could draw a giant dick on the ceiling and i walked in and i was like god damn it and then you're like can you help me i need to stand on your back and i was like okay that's not even true that can't be true that's totally fucking true stand on your back dude i got on the fucking ground no 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 no. the things you do for your friends isn't that sweet like i I remember drawing a big dick on the ceiling but then the story starts to fall apart a little bit all right well let's let's pick it back up then with uh an excerpt from the little book of lost words you want to do this sam i think it's very funny what i just opened it up to all right let me hear it's gonna be hard to say this word okay ultra crepidarian what Ultra crepidarian is the word. Are you saying it correctly? Because I've never heard of this word. Yeah, it has a pronunciation thing. It's from the 19th century. It's English. A person with opinions on subjects beyond their knowledge. Ultra crepidarian. I need another one. I like that one. I need a better one. I think that's a good one. I can't use it in a sentence. Minikin. I can. What? What did you just say? Mannequin? Minikin. Okay, I don't like this one either. 16th century, a small petite creature or person. <laughs> okay, so I suddenly can... do like it. <laughs> so it's a different word for another M word that you're not supposed to use. But because it's in this little book, Lost Words, you can call them minikins. So we would say minikin. So we would say that, that one guy from Game of Thrones, what's his fucking name? Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is a minikin. Minikin. All right. A little dinkle ledge. <laughs> a little tinkle ledge. Tinkle ledge. Tinkle off the ledge, dinkle ledge. I want a creative cursing word next. I figured. So we should all take a turn at this old ass book that I have. I don't know if you remember this, Kirk. I've ha- it's been years since this has come out. I got to give props to Peter, though, because he's the first midget to get taken seriously. <laughs> and have like a it's real... It's a Minikin. <laughs> and have a real acting career. Not True. just Not just, not filling just playing a leprechauns role. and yeah. uh, elves. Yeah, so he... Uh, and clowns. He, he took great strides for the midget community. Yeah, he's getting his Minikin dick sucked. All <laughs> he's right. a little full of himself now, maybe, but, you know. Let's he's do, got the goods. He's got the he, goods. He deserves it. Let's all, before we get do, to doing what we do here and reviewing this album What's, that Kurt provided us with, let's let's jump into this creative cursing book that, what? I want to know first, is there a word when a guy gets drunk and makes up memories of a guy drawing a dick on a ceiling in that book? Yeah. <laughs> Ultra crepidarian. (laughs) (laughs) 
Gotcha. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so creative cursing, a mix and match profanity generator. Let's do this. Go. 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 Uh, I like the first one, and then it Oh, you can't stick. choose. Okay. No, it was a, what initially happened, and then it fell, so I'm going with. Scumwad. Sounds like cumwad. Scumwad. <laughs> it even has it in there. All Love right. It. Kirk, this, your turn. Oh, my turn. Creative cursing. Let's see what you can generate. Oh, that, it can't do scum. No, scum's like bookmarked scum. in there or something. Dildo packer. Was that dildo bacon the first time? <laughs> <laughs> dildo bacon? It was bagger. Oh. <laughs> dildo <laughs> bacon. <laughs> Here's how I'm going to do this. Okay. <sighs> Just stick in your fingers, you granny sniffer. I'm a granny sniffer. Fuck yeah. He's the famous granny sniffer. Is, what is that this? That was a little reference for Kirk. Does he you did... just like made a hybrid out of two of my old songs. <laughs> there oh, was the, the panty what? raider. There was a granny song. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the granny song? I forget. How did it go? You're so fine. Oh. <laughs> I want to make you mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's making me some pancakes while her ass shakes. shakes yeah, yeah. I, I remember this beautiful song. <laughs> it was a very beautiful song, actually. Like, can you still play it on guitar? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's taking like two seconds to remember it. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, so let's get into. <laughs> That's going to go on the break. <laughs> let's get into this album that. Kirk provided oh, us let's do with. It. He brought. Well, we'll go ahead and let him say, Kirk. What did you bring us? Sound system by 311. Yeah. So this is actually the second time we're doing 311. I have previously really? Really? brought. Well, we've early on we reviewed the greatest hits, Aww. the 93 to 03. So, but there were only like three songs that repeated. So it's still different. So you got the pass on it. We had to discuss. Uh, I see. And I said it's a completely different album. There will be new songs. We're all good. You should never do a greatest hits because that's not like an album. It's what Michelle listened to when she was growing up. A lot of times I listen to greatest hits. So that's why sometimes greatest hits do make their way onto here because I I never got into albums specifically. I don't think I've ever brought a greatest hits on, right? You did Misfits Collection too. That was Uh, the first thing you brought to it. Yeah, but that's just how it comes. That's That's how you get the album. That's a different thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm making excuses, so I'm cooler than you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's not an excuse. That's, that's oh. a reason. Oh, I'm not cooler than Michelle. I don't give anyway, a shit. Look at her cool bandana. Yeah, brother. <laughs> I'm sorry I made you listen to three songs on repeat, though. I don't care. Uh, I don't care. They're good songs. We're I like them, brother. The... All right, then. I'm yeah. fine with it, brother. Let's go ahead and get into the sound system. You are you are Hulkamania out Yeah, it's bit. time to do this, brother. I'm not going to rip my shirt off. I'll just let you think about my tits. Here we go. Let's start with freeze <laughs> time. Tits. <laughs> Hulk Hogan does have some of the best tits out there. All right. The best pair of racist tits you've ever done seen. This album came out in 1999, much later than I thought when I was listening to it. Really? I didn't know that. That it came out in 99? Still made the 90s. Holy cannoli. I thought it was earlier than that. I know. I would guess like 1996, maybe, 95. But production-wise, I would not guess that. Speaking of production, the snare drum on this is as high as they can possibly crank it. That classic punk ska reggae sound, which is like that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's real snappy. I go back and forth sometimes. It's weird. 
I think I go back and forth because, like, I've heard mixing engineers complain about that sound. So, like, part of me goes, ooh, they don't like it, but I don't really give a fuck what they like. I like that high poppy sound. I like my snare live to sound like that. You know, it might not sound good for certain things, but That's true. it sounds great on this. I mean, yeah, for reggae, it's perfect. If it's, yeah, if it sounds good, it is good. There's no rules. I like your way of thinking. The YouTube community does not think that way. <laughs> yeah, well, I forgot that word already, but it applies to that. Ultra-crepidarian. Ultra-crepidarian. Yeah. YouTube brings out some of the worst oh, people. Yeah. The yeah, peanut yeah. gallery is full of them. I Speaking feel of like peanut, the bass player's name is Peanut. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yep. Aaron Peanut Wills on the bass. Who I gotta say, all these guys play their instruments very well. They're yeah. very, very tight. No, stop! Yeah. <laughs> you know what this needs? Kazoo. <laughs> yeah, just talk to a kazoo the whole podcast. Serendipitous. Is that what you said? That's what he said. I couldn't tell what you did. It just sounded like this. You're welcome. <laughs> this, I got some facts on this fucking album, dude. I went deep. Oh, awesome. Number nine on the U.S. Billboard charts. Are you surprised by that? I thought it was going to be lower I, than that. I thought it was going to be way more obscure than that. I don't, I don't know. I, to me, it always felt like, man, this album's great, but like not that many people seem to know about it. Well, this is crazy because this is when I first learned about 311, but this is their fifth studio album, it says. Right? Yeah, it started got, in 88, I think. They got big with that self-titled one, which I think was like right before this, or maybe like two, or two before this, because there was like Transistor and shit in between. Transistor. They had that beautiful Disaster song on it, but overall that one was like, I don't know the words. But they were huge when I was like in middle school. They were blowing up all over the radio with that down song and Don't Stay Home. What was that song that I like and I always bring up where Shaq was in the music video? Oh. It's not any of these songs. I know that. But yeah, I remember 311 being like... I don't remember. A known thing, even if you weren't into music. 311 was kind of around back in the day. Especially that logo. Yeah, they were getting big when like Sublime was real big. It was all like right at the same time. That makes sense to me. Lumped it, not lump it in with Sublime, but they're kind of next to each other. I don't know. At the time, I was living in Florida, so like this. Oh, shit was, really? Like, yeah. So you're an you're like an island boy, sort of. Even though Florida is not an island, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're just. Like, yeah, but they, they played like punk and ska on the radio and shit like that down there. Like, it, it's not like fuddy duddy and it's country. Not, it's not up here at all. They played crazy shit on the radio. I want to talk about a little more about how you think that Florida is an island. I didn't. I said it wasn't. <laughs> I know. But why did it bring island? Because of I thought of uh, Florida. I didn't want to say beach boy. <laughs> <laughs> because they're like Texas. They're like their own thing. There's Florida, and then there's not Florida. They're one of those places where you can read about uh, crime stuff as much as you want, which is why you hear everything about crazy Florida Man. That's why, yeah, Florida Man is a thing. Yep. But it's fun. I can't remember what state we went to on tour. Maybe it was uh, Tennessee. Remember we got that magazine in that gas station that had all the inmates in it, and it had crime stories? I'm not making this one up. No, this I, was true. The, I, re- I remember, like swinger phone books and shit swinger phone books 
you couldn't flip through them. You had to pay the money to take the plastic off. But like uh-huh. legit, like a phone book full of people that are like down for swinging. <laughs> Uh, one of those truck stop sex shop conglomeration things we went to (laughs) we went to a lot of those one of my favorite times is when it said arcade outside of it and i walked in i was like oh where's the arcade she's like what did he say something like it's ten dollars for so much time and i realized oh this is a place where you go and jerk off it's not like i can't play galaga in the back (laughs) i thought it was some sweet ass porn shot where you could get porn in the front and go play pac-man in the back (laughs) but nope you get porn in the front and go play with your dick in the back i mean you could probably eat specks of something in the porn shop i should have paid the oh my god that was gross Let's go out to the next song on that one. That well, was good. The next song is where I was introduced because of MTV at the time. Personally, come original. This is where you check in with 311. I am totally in on this, even though I used to make fun of this song with Cherie back in the day. I don't know why, okay. because I think the video was weird, and that guy had that like bleach blonde spiky yeah. hair, oh, yeah. and it was ridiculous. I think 311 is easy to make fun of, too. I think so. Just like Sublime's easy to make fun of. I think. But if you three, put that to the side, you I, can jam. I think they're a dance band. I said it to Michelle. Really. I feel like 311 rides that line a little harder of being like loved and hated. Absolutely. I think Sublime is a little more universal. It's just like there hasn't wasn't enough music, so a lot of people are just tired of that one album, and they're tired of those same songs. I think 311 is the band that everybody loves, but they don't really realize it. Is that like Nickelback? No. Okay. Well, when we <laughs> when we did the greatest hits, Sam, you initially said before that you felt like you were supposed to not like it, but you liked it more than you thought you did, or thought yes. you would. I thought you would hate it. Really? Well, I like punk and I like ska. I don't ah. know. This is, they're like a fusion of everything. Well, yeah. like the bass sometimes. Like this part it's fucking so rules. It's so loud and heavy and good. Like I, they're I musically, was... there's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff going on for me personally because I like 311. I was why we did that 311 greatest hits. Yeah. Um, but I think the vocalists are usually the worst part of 311. I think they make it sound cheesy, especially that you'll be able to tell just what dope is. <laughs> yeah, that's main. That's one of the main reasons why I thought you would hate it. That's the parts I like the least, and you know, you knew that before I even said it. I figured you'd be like hating this album, and then by the end of it, you might like not hate it as much. <laughs> no, I never hated it. Um, I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. Actually, that's what happened. Oh, really? Uh, and sometimes, depending on my mood, I'm much rougher on it. Because I've been a moody little bitch all week. So, depending on where I'm at, I'll be like, Hey, they're fine. Listen to them. Or I'll be like, Well, and you, It just depends what I am listening to, you know? I feel like you said previously that you do like Nick Hexum's voice. Is that uh, correct? I do like Nick Hexum's voice. This album, I don't really like how much effects there are on it most of the time. All the record scratches and things? Or you mean I'm like, okay like the reverb on the vocals? The reverb on the vocals, yeah. There's See, so like much it. on it. I, yeah, I know. I like it. I think it gives I, this album like a different kind of... Vibe? Music. It's like its own thing. Is, is that on all 311? I can't remember. No, no. This album has like its own kind okay. of... I feel like this album is like their, their masterpiece. Oh, my words there. Um, yeah, I mean, like, overall, yeah. He didn't say a masterpiece. He said their masterpiece. I know, their masterpiece. It's still okay. high words. Um, this song came... We're still on Come Original, right? Yes. 
Number six on the U.S. Billboard Modern... That was a joke. Modern Rock Songs. And number 39 on the Mainstream Rock Songs. Look at you pulling out I know. facts oh, I got facts. numbers. I got stories about the goddamn mastering engineer on this album. This, this is crazy, because... You, you're the one that always has all this stuff. Oh, um, not... I sometimes do, especially if it's my... I don't know. Here's what changed for me, Kirk. I, I guess because I've already done 311 and I've already done that. Okay. I, I'm not taking the reins on it that way. What gets me there, and I end up writing all this down, it's really looking into who recorded it and who mastered it and who produced it and finding out crazy fucking stories on that. Like, oh, this guy did that and everybody knows it and they don't know that? Like, for instance, I'll talk about it right now. Here we go. <laughs> Hugh, yeah. Hugh Padgam. I don't know how to say his name. Padham. P-A-D-G-H-A-M. He has produced like Genesis, Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, Sting, David Bowie, Paul McCartney, XTC, Hall & Oates, Shaka Khan, Roger Waters, and Brian Wilson. And he is solely responsible for the gated drum sound that he figured out on a Peter Gabriel album, but everyone knows from what Michelle's going to play right now when she hits this button. That sound? That's what you put on this fucking thing? Yeah, and it stops, so if you listen to it, it just says, I can feel it coming. So original. (laughs) (laughs) So this fucking guy who produced this album is responsible for figuring out that real reverby drum sound. He might be responsible for this reverby vocal sound now that I'm talking about it. I just thought of that. So... The way he figured this out is they have a talkback mic in the studio, right? Just in the center. Just hangs there. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to run anything to the board. It's just always coming through the speaker. So they can talk to the other person on the side of the glass. They were just listening to that microphone. And Phil Collins was playing drums. And he was like, hey, I kind of like that sound. What if we just make it trigger from this other noise gate thing and run it backwards? And then, boom, there it is. And that's the sound. And it was a total accident. Fucking weird, right? All the best stuff happens Original. that way. Original. Me and Jeff call them miracle samples. Miracle samples. I like it. I like it. It's happened to me a couple times making beats. Yeah. Like something will just happen. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> you in danger, <laughs> And you got to be smart enough to keep that shit. Uh, That's a great sound bite. You in danger, girl. <laughs> That's from Ghost. That's Whoopi Goldberg saying, you in, you in danger, danger, girl. You just, just want to hit buttons now. Like they're in front of me, and you're like, hit this, and yeah, I kind of yeah, just did. that one. <laughs> yeah, now you're hitting the buttons, and you got the notepad. It's yes. some weird alternate universe. I just, <laughs> I've been gone too long. And the guy who mastered this is Master Jimi Hendrix, Grateful Dead, Chicago, Joni Mitchell. Yes, you send that. God, this is a fucking soft rock jizz dream. But the most important thing is he did the digital transfers when they put out the Halloween soundtrack on CD. So he worked with John fucking Carpenter to transfer over the music onto digital. You know who else worked with John Carpenter? Uh, Danny McBride. Oh, I didn't think about that. David Gordon Green. Who else do you want me to get into? Didn't you say that he was in that Studio 666 movie, the Foo Fighters movie? Oh, yeah, he was in the Studio 666 movie with Dave Grohl. So, yes, he's worked with Foo Fighters. Well, probably just Dave. But, yeah. The other people were around. We were the only one in the theater seeing that movie. Is it good? I haven't seen it yet. 
Uh, don't expect anything great. It's fun. It's extremely gory and bloody. Like very in a, gory. In a, it's very campy. So it's yes. very absurd. It's very... It is funny. Dave Grohl's ridiculous and hilarious. And you but, legitimately made me laugh a few times. Uh, there are some musician jokes. Oh, yeah. If you just know, like, playing music, you'll just be like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I would enjoy it. Uh-huh. Have you ever watched those Fred Armisen videos where he does, like, drum humor? It's kind of like that sometimes without just straight telling I've a joke. I've never seen it. Well, you, or you'll only laugh at him if you're a drummer. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's stuff like that, little inside jokes for musicians. But I don't know. The movie is awful, but it it's also good for what it is. Yeah. And it could have ended about 10 minutes earlier. But uh, that's about it. I would have said maybe 20. Yeah. I'll stretch it back to that one, too. But very fucking gore. I mean, like spraying like blood gory <laughs> and like when someone yes there were two people who died by a chainsaw that's all i'll say and the entire room was just completely covered <laughs> in blood so it's just you know it it's sweet. it's goofy uh, yeah it's like comical amount of blood so they get away with it mm-hmm. all right you want to move on that's basically all the uh trivial type things i have yeah let's album. move to the third song large in the margin which is what i'm gonna start saying about my big ass I'm, just, I'm large in the margin. <laughs> this is the third single. It went nowhere. <laughs> Did not chart. I don't remember this even being on the radio. We the, got- only, the only one I really remember is um, Come Original. I'm trying to think maybe there is one more. We got clout and you know it. Oh, this is the um, cheesy. braggadocious song. Hey, my name is Large Marge from Pee Wee Herman. You ever seen that movie? Just tell him Large Marge sent you. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, even on this, I I get sick of the goddamn vocal reverb. I just want him to fucking be there. <laughs> oh, this is a great album to just zone out to. If you let it carry you away, then you see it. Carry me away. Calgon. Oh. You don't remember those commercials? Yeah, I was trying to imagine if music ever takes me away. <laughs> Enya? I don't think I like the idea of taking away. Enya might sell you away. It's like a trippy album. Because... You gotta talk to the microphone, man. <clears throat> you have to sit and listen to the whole thing. And... We'll fuck you up, and we're here, and we're little bitty babies. We're coming here with. Is this your impression attitudes. of the rapper guy? Hold on. Isn't this Peanut? Peanut's not the rapper. Peanut's the bass player. This is Doug S.A. Martinez. Oh, yeah. S.A. <laughs> hey, S.A. It's been the same band since, like, 1991. And before that, it's it was only a different guitar player since 1988. So, they're homies, man. I think this They know has, how to vibe. This is a real band. This has It's w- true. I'll agree with that for sure. And that, like, kind of bridge before the chorus... That sounded like weird uh, keyboard effects or something. I think it'll happen again. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Nick Hexum used to play the keyboards a little bit. I don't know. I feel like this album's more experimental than normal. In a good way. Lodge in the margin. I like that. Essay is also the DJ, so that was probably him going... I like the guitar player's tone, too. I don't know if I talked about that. It's a crunchy tone without being like a metal tone, which is, I think, hard to achieve. I like that 311 literally sounds like no other band ever. It's true. They're their own thing. They are 100% their own sound. Oh, I was saying to Michelle today, I think they're like a 
uh, their version of a jam band. Like, since they have, like, festivals and they have cruise they ships. Cruise, the 311 cruises. There's definitely elements of jam <clears throat> bands. I think stuff. if you went to see a live show, they're probably stretching songs out longer than they are on the albums, and they just get to, like... But they're way better than the typical jam band. <laughs> well, they're, they're, yeah, because they can rock like motherfuckers as well. Like, like they sound bands, good. Most jam bands are strictly a jam band. This band is everything. Everything. That's not always true. Every genre is thrown in. That's a into, pretty blanketed statement. It's all. Humphreys. It's all mixed together in a way that's pleasing. It's not easy to achieve. It's not easy to achieve. Well, that was large in the margin, right? Some of these songs are just okay, but some of them are really fucking good. Well, there's a song that's been getting stuck in my head quite a lot, because this this song was also on the greatest hits, so I'm definitely very familiar with this next song, Flowing. The last single from this album, too. This was a single? Yeah, it went to number 17 on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Charts. Because I don't ever remember hearing... (laughs) I don't remember hearing this on the radio or anything. I remember laughing about 311 when they came out because it just didn't really appeal to me at the time. And then I don't know... I was like maybe 19 when I just kind of changed my mind about them. I was smoking a lot of weed and driving on back roads a lot. <laughs> and 311 just uh, really that's works the, for that. That's the way to do it. I was going to say, that's the way to do it. <laughs> and that's how 311 like totally grew on me. And I, I enjoy them. I don't think, I mean, I don't. I don't think they're necessarily like great musicians, but I don't think they're bad musicians at all. I, like oh, I said, I think- what really throws me the most is are the vocals. Other than that, I think the music sounds pretty great. I would say they're great musicians. I think this song is uh, pretty fucking heavy at points. I think there's a definitely an interesting juxtaposition between how happy and positive the lyrics are a lot of the times. I would say more positive than happy, per se. But there's there's like a positive vibe about them. They don't put you in like a bad mood. They don't talk about like... You Being know, depressed and wanting to kill themselves. That's yeah, refreshing. Yeah, like and there's, there's, so there's a whole like vibe that. to them that's, that's unique, I think. Where the music is heavy and you kind of maybe associate that more with angst or anger or whatever like some people who you know this is my get mad music it, it makes me mad because I go what are you so fucking happy about <laughs> I like how you can tell that they're making what they truly want to make though and it's really unique oh, oh yeah, it's unique for as sure. they're not following any trend yeah everything you're saying applies to Nickelback so far I'm oh telling you <laughs> that's not true they're just a- I heard the word masterpiece earlier man, man I, I went through Sonic Drive the other day and that was my change and the girl said here's your nickel back she said it and I was like <laughs> like I didn't even want to take it and I was just like oh you just keep it you should have made a Nickelback <laughs> reference like oh no, I I'm couldn't. trying to I think was, of a song I was too busy gagging to say anything I think you should have pulled out a picture and been like look at this <laughs> yeah that'd be great if I had that I would have totally done that now I just want to I just want to get a little picture frame and go somewhere. What did you order? What do I have to get at Sonic yeah, to, get to make the nickel pack? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I like this song. I got to say it. There's every vibe that I enjoy in it. Yeah, I like this song. I think it has a good flow. It's creepy sometimes, too, the way the, not creepy, but like the tones they're choosing or 
in a minor way, but they're not making it evil. You know what I'm saying? I think he has a weird tone of his voice sometimes. He does. And the notes he chooses sometimes make it ghostly, almost. Especially with the eight pounds of reverb that's constantly on it. It's so awesome. <laughs> Once you realize how good it is, it's like butter. On I think ears. it sounds great sometimes, but I just... And his voice is great. From a dude who makes music, I... Okay, this is how I think about sometimes. He's very how do neat. I sit there and go, every song, I want the same effect on every song. They went for a certain sound on this yeah, album. I know. And that's probably my stupid little hangups that I'd be like, yeah, that's what makes the album sound like that dipshit, like you're saying right now. I mean, I understand why things bother you more than normal, though. I totally because I'm it. constantly irritated and annoyed by everything. Well, there's that. But <laughs> so everything you're a true joy, but, but you, but you're analyzing the shit out of everything you can, and you know like what goes into it. So you're just like, what the fuck? Uh, that's here? true. I, I've thought about that before. It's like working at a restaurant that you really liked. You you ruin it, you know. You can't eat there anymore because you can't make your own food. So I feel like that about music and doing stuff. Sometimes I'm like, ah, now I'm behind the scenes. I now I know how it works. Now I'm fucking jaded. Well, I'm gonna move this <laughs> along and play the next song. Can't fade me. Can't fade in fast enough either. Um, it's I don't control the internet. <laughs> oh, it was an internet delay. Mm-hmm, I'm not even on the Wi-Fi. I'm relying on the towers, so that's your fault, Verizon. So, Kirk, you've hung around Lazy D enough. I've met him a couple times. Yeah, but you've seen him. I keep on constantly thinking that it's him doing the rap parts in these fucking songs. Oh, like, I just imagine him I can see it. doing it. Same dance moves and stuff like that. <laughs> and I know he's a 311 fan. Because he was, like, watching the digital concerts when uh, mm -hmm. they were doing those online. He'd post it and be like, I'm watching 311. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a 311 concert once. How long are they, do you think? Like, with as much music as they have, and I think they're a jam band. I'd, two hours? I'd say two hours. That would be my guess. And then those 311 cruises, is it, like, two hours a night? And it's, like, different set every night almost? That'd be fucking wild. You should have asked Doug Benson when we met him. I should have. Doug, let me ask you about 311. I don't need this thing anymore unless anybody needs to know the other members' names. Let's hear them. <laughs> you wrote them down. Chad Sexton on the drums. He's a sexton. Yeah, that's right, yeah, baby. Yeah. We already know about Doug Martinez. S.A. Is the column doing the rap part. As Michelle said, Nick Hexum on the vocals. Everyone knows Nick Hexum. Tim he's the eye candy. Tim Mahoney on guitar, whom I love. His fucking... He's very tight on the guitar. And Aaron Peanut Wills on the bass. Now, I knew Peanut for a long time because they had that video out when I was like in middle school. And Peanut played the bass and he put one leg up and he did this spin move. And it's been burning to my brain bass is so heavy. He's a real good bass player. He's got a good fusion of jazz and just finger picking, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love like, how forward the sound of the bass is. You can do that when your bass player is good. Burn. <laughs> that really honestly doesn't happen all the time. A lot of times, at least for a long time, I didn't always hear the bass unless it's meant to be super prominent like that. Sometimes you don't hear it. Well, then the music calls for it. It's not even It's not even technically if you're good or not. This music calls for a heavy bass since it's so reggae inspired and so punk inspired and stuff. You need to hear that. Look at Kirk, he's mad because I made a fucking... You need to always hear the bass. <laughs> I love it. I think it sounds good. I agree. I put more bass now than anything I've ever done. Well, you've been enjoying the bass, and you said... You keep saying that you should have been, been a ba fucking bass player yeah. growing up. It's yeah. more fun. You get to go like this. 
<laughs> but you do play you play everything. <laughs> you do play everything. Uh, not the accordion. I wish. And I've never played that fucking slide whistle. <laughs> and you never will. <laughs> but someday when you have an accordion. I would love to have an accordion. I'm surprised you don't, being the Weird Al fan that you are. I think accordions are expensive. You're yeah. much better on that button than I would ever be. That's why she's got that thick. <laughs> yeah, if you had an accordion that was worth playing, it would be expensive. We're yeah. going to be seeing him in two months. I'm super excited. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? We're going to that tour where he's uh, it's like stripped down. He's not doing any costume changes, and he's just playing his own. Only his originals. Original songs, so, so no parodies. His pastiches. What? So they're yeah. still in the style of other artists. The ones that are on the albums. It's just not the straight parodies. But it's going to be in Brown County, like in Nashville, Indiana. Like it's in such like a low key thing. His mom bought us tickets for Christmas. It's going to be fucking sweet. So it's going to be extremely fun. As a huge Weird Al fan who enjoys his original content. I'm very excited. Oftentimes for me, more than the parodies, but I love it all. Yep, He's great. One of the best. One of the best. Right. And Emo Phillips is going to open up. Oh, yeah. Emo <laughs> Phillips is opening. I'm super excited about that. Let's move along to the next song, Life's Not a Race. Bullshit. This is very uh, this is very jammy and groovy. This reminds me of uh, Robbie Krieger from The Doors for some reason. This is, I'm going to take those panties off. It is panty taking off music for sure. Slip let, off your drawers, bitch, let and let throw Nick, them away. Let Nick You're Hexum. not gonna need them anymore, baby. Hexum's gonna sex them. <laughs> and then Estee's gonna come in and clean up the mess. Oh, no. Get out of here, Essay. He likes the sloppy seconds. He's, he's like such a different front man than the other guy. It's like so weird how that... How different they are. How it correlates. I think it's interesting when bands in general have two vocalists because it's often one singing guy and one rappy guy. Yeah. That's all it usually seems but to right be. Right now, I say singing. Oh, yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good for you. Doug S.A. Martinez. If he wasn't S.A., he'd just be Doug. <laughs> hey, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like Mushroom Head. They had two. <laughs> be like Doug. They had two Your singers. last name is Martinez. They know. <laughs> uh, remember Mushroom Head? Yeah. They had two singers. One was a rapper guy, more or less, right? I never really listened to Mushroom Head. I didn't either. I was on Team Slipknot. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the fake feud that I don't think actually existed. Or maybe it did. I don't know. Maybe they're assholes. What's a mushroom head? I have to look this up because I have no oh, idea what you're talking depending about. Depending on what you're talking about. I'm very familiar with that mushroom head. That's what it is. <laughs> mushroom head are a band that had a lot of dudes in it that also wore masks. That started gaining popularity around the same time as Slipknot. So Formed they both in 1993. We're, like, we're the nine-piece mask band. Wow. And so Slipknot comes from Iowa. Yeah. I guess mushroom head comes from Ohio. Yep. There's a boys. <laughs> so, There's only room for one nine-person mask band, <laughs> and you and you weren't good enough to beat Slipknot. But don't feel too bad because Slipknot's fucking amazing. I don't know. It looks like they had a song called Querty, so that's pretty cool. Like the keyboard Querty? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like them. They would be like, "We are going deep in the mushroom head." <laughs> Kent was into him for a little bit there. Uh, yeah, you sense. still into? But the, did, the, did he have the, to take sides? 
Uh, and he took Slipknot's side. He, he just listened to every heavy band at, at that point. It didn't yeah. matter if they sucked or it's, not. It's just that Slipknot, they just write, wrote better songs than Mushroom Head. They just won out. That's just how it is. And Mushroom Head still has a big fucking fan following, and they're fine. Yeah, they're making a living. Yeah. They actually make a lot of money just selling their masks that they make. And they always change their masks and shit. But I was going to say, Kirk. Newer Slipknot. Still into it, huh? I like it. Yeah. It's not the same. I mean, you're still in. Doesn't care. I'm not asking if it's the same. You're still into it. Yeah, it's good. Didn't I, a lot of people like this last album? A lot of people are still into it. I keep trying. It's one band that I'm still not into, and I don't stop trying. Like two weeks ago, I tried again. I was like, it's just not there. I don't know what it is. You just grow out of things. It's okay. No, it so, changed. It changed in a direction that I don't like. I guess. There is definitely like the early Slipknot is the best, and then they kind of reached that. Like peak with the Subliminal Versus album, even though that's already like different, I still am like really on board with that. Yeah. And after that, it's well, okay. They put out that one album that really sucked. All hope is gone. And I was like, yeah, all hope really is gone. This is terrible. Yeah, Michelle w- coming in with the egg shaker during the Cuban part. I like it. That is nice. It is. That's spicy. It's <laughs> very spicy. Uh. The Grey album was good. The Grey chapter? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like they realized they had to make a good one to like pay homage to that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so yeah, I feel like that album gets overlooked. Like, I just kind of forget about it all the time. But I'm like, oh, yeah, that album, there's a lot of really fucking good songs on it. See, yeah. you say homage. Some people say homage. Homage. Yeah. I say homage. Homage? Homage? I say homage. No, you don't. I've never heard <laughs> you, you get, say that word at you all. You know what bothers me? Do you guys say epitome or epitome? Epitome? That's what I thought. There's no debate, right? Someone says epitome? There, I've seen it on many YouTube videos. YouTubers Are you sure it wasn't dumb. Eddie Pepitone? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, some this YouTuber is, will be like, this, this is the epitome of whatever, the blah, blah, oh, blah. And I'm like, that you is, can't pronounce epitome. That is the epitome of stupidity. Yes. <laughs> That's overwhelming. I was just checking. I, I, I've never I, heard I that. Maybe life, I didn't know. And you were going to be like, yeah, it's like tomato, tomato. And I'm going to be like, get the fuck. I've never heard anyone say it, but... It reminds me of the time, and I think I've brought it up on the podcast, that I couldn't read the word infatuation on the cover, Infatuation with Malevolence by Dying Fetus. And I was looking at it, and I was like, and you went, infatuation? <laughs> and, I was, and as soon as you said it, I saw the word, and I felt like such a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's been burned into my brain so much. You realized you weren't strong all along. It's true. <laughs> oh, look at that segue. She's a segue queen. A I love the Nintendo sounds. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of interesting shit going on. <laughs> the nin- when you say Nintendo sounds, that's interesting, because I, I do not hear it's it. It's just that 8-bit retro sound but oh yeah sometimes i, totally I think they're putting the, like his guitar through those effects all right so it's neat because i'm not a dude who plays with a lot of guitar effect effects i never have been so when other people do it and they make songs with them it's interesting to me because it's not a world i've ever dipped my toe in mainly because i'd have to buy those things <laughs> yeah but like a certain tone or something will inspire you to write something. Yeah, I've always thought about like maybe a reverb or a, a delay would help write a song. You know, there's plenty of songs out there, there that without a delay pedal, they are not that fucking song. Like, uh, it's that one, it sucks, but it's like a Guns N' Roses song. 
he uses a delay pedal on that. If he doesn't use it, it's it sucks. Just, but it's, a, it's not that song. Guns are you mean it sucks because it's because a Guns N' Roses. This is a dance band, man. I, everyone would be shaking their fucking ass. Like it would almost be as communal. This is drum I think. Metal music. Y- yeah, or tripping. I think it's almost as communal as that Parliament show, or like as a Parliament show. I would yeah, agree, but yeah. this is more for With, white people. Without being there. I don't know. Shaq don't loves know. 311. I said more for. I didn't say only for. <laughs> I wonder if real reggae bands, like true, true reggae bands, are like, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> I would. It probably brings more people to the reggae scene than it would if 311 didn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Like... I got into 311. I really like the reggae aspect of it. I'm gonna look into reggae now. Now I'm into Inner Circle and uh, I was trying to think of Bob anyone. Marley. I was trying to think of anyone but Bob Marley. Uh, who's that guy who did the Legalize It song? The, the police did the Ziggy Marley. Stuff. Oh, Peter Tosh. Peter Tosh. That's uh, what. Damian Marley. Oh, you guys. Damian. Uh, there's a new one out now. You guys. What? Uh, a Peter Tosh song? No, 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 no. This guy, Luton Fire. <laughs> You gotta hear it. It's Say so that good. one more time, please. Luton Fire. <laughs> Luton Fire. What's the song called? I'm trying to remember the name of the song. Uh, okay. But if well, you typed know. it in, it would be like the first thing. But it's amazing. So I just clicked on it randomly one day. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it blew my mind. Like right now, I'm hanging out with you guys. I'm having a good time. 311 is not annoying me nearly as much as it uh, had earlier in the week. I gotta be in a better mood. <laughs> yeah. It's good, like... Party, hanging out, jamming. We're here to lift you up, brother. <laughs> We're here to lift you up, brother. Thanks, Hulkster. We got we got the good moods to turn your smile all I'm the gonna... way up to 100, baby. We're going to rip our shirts off and rub our tits together because that's what we do in the ring. I'm going to make you a yellow bandana that says Michelle-ster all over it so you can truly be the Hulk. <laughs> Look how cute I am with my... <laughs> You're adorable, Sam. <laughs> so precocious. Look how cute I am. Precocious. Well, I think that that's actually a good time to uh, go ahead and take a little break here. We are halfway through the album. Oh, sweet. What was that song called? Strong all along. Strong gotcha. all along. Sam found out he wasn't strong all along. No, usually I'm a fucking wreck. <laughs> that's not true. It's just been a rough Weck. No, internally I'm falling apart. No, that's kind of It's all true. like a bridge. I'm sorry. Well, let's listen to like a song. All the concrete is falling out of the steel structure. <laughs> like a bridge. Uh, but I will build a new. Well, let's listen to the song "Querty" by Mushroom Head and see what oh, this yes, sounds please, like please. on the way out to the yeah, break. Because yeah. I want to hear what Mushroom Head sounds like. Oh man, I'm out. This does not reflect what I know of Mushroom Head. We're gonna have to hear more. Sounds like some. Something Bam Halloween thing. I thought that was the band Tim. <laughs> this is some cool shit, sounds brother. Like, sounds like uh, Halloween. Just the just the holiday in general. What? We're trying another one. Do you know this? No. I hate all of it. It's bad. Well, all of this sounds not like the mushroom head I know. I thought they were like a heavy metal band. <laughs> Well, this is pretty hevel. Hevel? This hevel? is hevel to me, brother. No, not at all. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. This is horrible. This is really bad, but I didn't Who's bring the much female that's suddenly so. in this band? 
don't know, but like, I feel like I'm inside of a Hot Topic store. Absolutely, this sucks really bad. Let's go. I'm gonna buy an Aqua Teen Hunger Force t-shirt. What would make you way cooler than this? <laughs> well, I'm in Hot Topic. Hey, I'm Meatwad. How's it doing? We're going on break. That's a very good Meatwad. Well, that's right, baby. <laughs> okay, this is the halfway point. This is where it's going to sound uh, not near as good. Sorry, I apologize again. But you still have to listen to the end if you want to know what next week's episode is. Light up a spliff each morning in my backyard. Sometimes me bunny Charlie Stephen. Clean up the coach, you rub a load in me landlord. Who's on fire? Like the soap and baranda. Sick it, brother. With a blunt or bong, light it up, he's so strong. And then we chant some of your bingy soul songs. Very smooth. Now what's this song called? Kirk. It's right up there with Peter Tosh. Good for asthma. <laughs> no, I think it's because they chose the exact same night that the place right across parking lots was also famously doing it. That's right. And just wouldn't refuse to change it to a, just at least a different night. Why wouldn't you do it on a different night? Oh, it's DJ Toby had so, <laughs> so it, it fucking killed it because uh, no one, a lot of people just protested the idea because it was shitty. That's true. I just went over there because I would. I went over there late. I would go to the Sherman House one. First, there were people who would do that, and then I would go to the Randy's one later and sing the material. Then I had to like wait till after ten to make sure I was. I feel like there was some. So there weren't kids. After there ten anymore. was a no. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it once at Randy's. Yeah, you did. You yeah, around, baby. You did. They loved it. <laughs> I don't have been. Gr- I don't remember it, but I know I would have been. Yeah. 
He did that with the Reba. Well, come back when the Reba drum gets put into context. Why are you being so angry? I'm sorry. Because the audio people have no idea what's going on. You can't just insert the Reba like that. <laughs> it's got to be natural. Natural. I gotta keep it natural. I gotta make it natural. natural. <laughs> mean to break it down. I just think your mom's a fox. And I cuddle her. Stop trying to fuck my mom. I said I'd cuddle her if I could. Your mom is taking care of me when I was sick. We She's all, a good woman. We all know what cuddle means. Yeah. Hug. It's the new Netflix and shit. Cuddles. She's a nice lady. She drove us home from the airport. Did she? Yeah, I remember we couldn't fly in because of the fucking polar vortex, so we had to go to the. <laughs> We had to go to Kentucky instead or some shit. Oh, or was this when you guys went to California? True. Yeah. The polar vortex. That's right. You were you couldn't get back to work on time and he didn't believe you. They didn't believe me until their uh, big week meeting couldn't happen because they couldn't fly in because of the polar vortex. And they're like, oh, I guess we'll leave. Oh, I didn't remember yeah. that And part. I'm like, yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck that. So your mom came out I guess in the bad weather to pick you up? Uh, I remember it not even being bad. I remember it. It was cold as shit. It was just really, really fucking cold. Okay. There wasn't like snow on the ground, and they were just afraid shit was gonna get wild, so that's why no planes were going. Because I remember getting pictures of no snow on the ground. I didn't. And me being like, why aren't we flying? There's nothing coming on. And then being like, it's cold, we can't go. I didn't go to California, so I don't remember the specifics of this trip. Like, I didn't even remember that it was apparently in the, during the winter. Uh, yeah, for you guys, for Indiana, it was. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's cold. also winter over yeah. there. It's just different. And then we stayed an extra day. And then yeah, stayed an extra day. And, and then you like, like step off the plane and you were like sweating. Yeah. And then so the bullshit was. Remember we stayed the extra day. I had already returned the rental van. I was like, well, fuck. Now we need the van again. All right. Well, we're gonna go back down to Hertz and get this van. The guy was like, well, you don't have a flight. Going out or coming in, I was like, I just gave you the van back. It's like, I'm sorry, I can't rent to you because you don't have a flight going in or coming out. Yeah, it hurts, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. So Kirk and I just like stranded in the airport for a little bit. I walked down like two rental car things down and explained it to this guy. And he's like, they won't rent you fucking car. This is stupid. Yeah, we'll get you a car. So we got another van and Kirk and I ended up sleeping in a van for another night. Which we did for like two nights prior, too. Yeah, and we lived at a skate park in Sacramento, I think it was. It's one of the best places to live in a van, I guess. That's fucking awesome. Take a nap and go skate. It was great. So I met in the state of California. It was great. <laughs> Where it was apparently extremely cold here. Everyone lives you in a van. You wouldn't California. have been able to get away with that here. No. Unless we ran the van, which I try not to do. Well, let's listen to some goddamn 311. Let's feel warm with 311. That's tropical, right? Yeah, take me away to an island paradise. <laughs> an island boy. Well, let's sever this. <laughs> let's sever this conversation and get back into 311. What the song sever? Oh, I didn't realize that was another one. Segway. Another pro move. A pro move? Yeah, the segways are always like. She's way better at it than I am. I am so bad with this thing. What do you mean? Technique? Or like you can't stop it. I think it's hard to keep. Uh, it, I feel like it's, it's to me it sounds like it's always slightly off. It's also just fucking hard. It's pretty close. But like on every fourth beat you just give it an extra like mm. to make yourself Show me. Yeah, it's not terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> Did you have to account for the extra sound? 
Because it doesn't just go bump. It comes up. I'm going to try and really fuck my that here. Sound, baby. There's ring. That was impressive. Thank you. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Lazy D. I'm lazy D, and you know me. I always wear the same hat, and I'm on TV. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think you get ready to go to California. By the way, he's doing better. Yeah, his heart's not dying anymore. I still got a work clock in there, but they're. It's either just gonna stay that way or it's gonna go away. As long as it stays live, you're fine. Yeah. Don't step down if you are. Nothing else you can do about it. So they're not, he's not like on blood thinners or anything? Oh yeah, he's on all sorts of shit. So are they, I mean, are they trying to, can you break down a blood clot? Yeah, they're trying still. It's just been so long on this death and still hasn't gone. That's scary because if it doesn't break down enough, but it breaks down enough to move. Well, I think the way, I'm just talking out of my ass here, the way I read that it was explained to him was, it's like becoming like part of his heart. Like it's not gonna dislodge, it's just like Like it's scattered over it. Kinda. It's like just being part of it. So it's causing danger of moving. Yeah, like when you get a bullet stuck in you and they don't take the bullet out yeah. because you're fine and it's riskier to do it. Put a bullet in a pull of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would, I would just think that the blood clot would eventually kind of break down. That's what they're hoping with the blood booter, but didn't. He needs, I think the grease in there is just too strong. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. wait till my heart attack, it's gonna be real bad. <laughs> I probably won't be around for it. I'll be dead already. <laughs> Same thing? No, I'll have a cheeseburger in my mouth when I die. Did he choke to death? No, I think it was just coincidental. <laughs> I'll have the whole uh, Mama Cass thing. She died with a cheeseburger. On the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> a cheeseburger was too good. People that eat or drink anything in the bathroom gross me out. Oh, that's horrible. Well, my, I think I've said it before, but it's been a long time. My cousins used to say when we were kids that if you... If you eat while you're on the toilet, it's like having dinner with Satan. <laughs> 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 Who the fuck comes up with these things? Imagine taking a shit and trying to eat a fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> I don't even want to take a drink of like water while I'm taking a shit. In my brain is just. Two particles just swimming around everywhere in the air. But you're dining with Satan. It's going in and coming out at the same time, and that's cool. It's higher than the people. That's not the wrong move. Uh, recyclable? It's, uh... Oh, God. This one's moving. Reusable. Reusable. <laughs> the only situation I can see that making sense is like if you're so drunk and, and you're just not going to stop drinking but you have to be so you're just peeing while you're drinking like I mean, oh okay I just said shit I can pee and drink, drink or something it's taking a shit so I'm not going to stop getting drunk because I got pissed oh I guarantee I've drank something and pissed especially <laughs> when I was drunk guarantee yeah but the poop thing that's disgusting yeah that's fucking gross I know I've never taken a bottle of whiskey in there and taken a shit I think you should just sit there when you're taking a shit with your mouth open the whole time. Yes. And just be like, <sighs> so you don't have to necessarily eat anything, you, but it's, you, you just absorb all of the, you know, poop proteins in your mouth. 
I'm not called PPs yet. Proteins. That's probably confusing for some people. I'm not taking a video. Of all, those, all those peepees in your mouth? But not peeing. I'm talking about poop. I'm going to try and take a video of myself trying to eat Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes while I take a big time. Let's see if I can do it or if I just end up puking on the plate. <laughs> Does anybody eat Salisbury steak anymore but me? Is that like a 1970s dish that nobody has? I don't, I don't know. It gets served to you in cafeterias. <laughs> Does it still? I feel like they've changed. I don't know what kids get in cafeterias they... anymore. Oh, they like Salisbury steak. Leftover burgers with fucking gravy poured on top. Leftover? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you don't know. Got burgers from Tuesday, we put some gravy on there, call Salisbury steak on Thursday. Do you think they scrape the American cheese off? No, I don't. Nah. I think it just mixes it. They make new patties, they just grind all that. <clears throat> oh, so you just get cheesy patties and you don't even know it. Yeah. A little bit of cheese pie, but the cheese. Has some spice. So, so nice. A little bit of Salisbury in my life. <laughs> A little bit of eating with Satan tonight. A little bit of puking on my plate. A little bit of shit and don't let it wait. Diving with the devil! <laughs> Another guest that comes on the podcast, and we just took a little bit. 
Like the streaming thing, but yeah, during the well, vid. We turned off the lights and they did like these trippy parts sometimes. I think, I haven't watched it since. <laughs> but I remember just like sitting on the couch. No, they did. This is awesome. It was weird because it was normal and it was like 40, 45 minutes in it. About the time that oh, you ate mushrooms. That's right, they kind of knew. They kind of timed it that if that by the time it would kick in, for you, it would kick in. There's still some time okay, on right. here. Um, so I feel like that was timed purposely. You're right. I think Stephen talked about it too. Like, they knew everybody was taking mushrooms like 15 minutes before it started and we're ready, man. Okay, well, we weren't <laughs> like that per se. But. No. But it was a perfect amount of tripping that so it was just a I was able to go to bed that night and be fine, you know? Right. Sometimes that's when I'm like, when it starts to get like jaw movement kind of tripping, that's why. I've never been no. like that. What the fuck is that? Really? <clears throat> you never get like. I don't trip in my jaws, no. Sometimes, you know, like you see meth heads or people on coke, they get like the jaw grind. Yeah. I get that sometimes from mushrooms if I'm tripping real hard. Huh. And I can feel like I'm tensing up with my neck. It's what I don't like. You look like one of those crazy street people. I felt like Jerry Busey when I was doing it. <laughs> you just need some big old donkey teeth. <laughs> Rima. Stands for. You're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I know. I got, I got my ass chewed. You're not allowed to fucking talk about Reba until it's time. Yeah, I know, I know. Let's move along to the next song Evolution. We evolve here. We grow and we change. Change is possible, yo. Love the beginning of this. But I'll some, never get better at this. Just some classic snare and kick drum work. Love it. I should really get into 
Once I start making more money, I should really get into like a fast stuff and like playing with things. I can probably find free ones online too, just to like, play with anyway. You want to get into more effects? I suggest Rexon Effect, okay. Rump Shaker. Beautiful. It's a good song. I, I'd rather have none, so no effects, thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's a excellent new rock song? Probably one of the greatest rock songs I've heard in a long, like, in years. Yeah, please continue. The very... Mba, mba, mba. It's a Jack White song. Oh. Oh, I've actually been checking out those Jack White songs. I might have heard this song, because there's one I really liked, and then I checked out the other. Is it, like, a blue theme going on? Yeah, but, like, all the videos for this album are like that. So yeah, but they're all different, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, like, I watched that one song, because I heard it on the radio, and I was like, what? So I went, oh, really? So then I went and watched it, and I was like, oh, this is cool, you know? And then, like, I clicked on another song, and it sounded nothing like that, and I was like, that's what happened to me! Okay, it's probably the same song. <laughs> What's it called? Shaking me back. Can we listen to that after this one? Yeah, we will. Thank you. It kicks so much ass. I think I remember being like, dude, this song fucking rules. Yeah, it just keeps giving. There's more parts and more parts and it's just so and I was original. Like, and I was like, is this blue theme now we're gonna kick ass? And then I watched another one of those. And just like you just said, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I want that other song again. Yeah. I was like, give me something That's else. It. Jack White's just exactly like, uh, they roll me. I really respect him. I really like him. I just don't really get into what he makes. Like, I like some, some of his White Stripe songs. I really like him, and I like some Jack White songs. I really like him. Same with Food Fighters. The songs I like, I really like. But I just don't like it as a whole. It's very strange. Well, let's listen to this Taking Me Back song. Taking Me Back! Taking Me Back! I hope it's the same one I was into. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> no. It plays like, oh, you like this one? There's no way you can like this. So distorted. I think this is it. Let's turn that down. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I like this song when I saw too. I don't know if I've heard it. Well, as a guy... I enjoy this it. Is, this is wild. I'm into a Jack White song before you. Please listen to <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. This sounds familiar. I feel like I just spent. I feel like I may have heard this on the radio. It just came out. I just, I listen to the radio in the van. If I like run to Kroger or something. I mean, I don't listen to the radio much, but I just I heard it on the radio. I wonder if this is that drummer that sent up his drums all weird. Uh, we saw him when he played on Saturday Night Live, and I looked into it. This drummer, he, his drum tech sets up the drums, and he makes him, tells him to set it up different every time. When I say different, I mean like, puts a high tom over here, like, four feet away from it, and then like, turns his snare completely the other way, like, facing the opposite way of it, and just all this weird ass shit, but he deals with it, and goes and plays that way. He does not care. Like, makes it interesting. Just makes it interesting for him. Uh -huh. And like... I'll figure out the guy's name later, but like... That's such a neat angle. I've never seen that before. <laughs> it's so weird. That's brilliant. I first saw it on Saturday Night Live. I was like, why are his drums set up like that? And then I looked into him and like, every picture you see of them, they're different. He just deals with it. Like, sometimes we'll put his snare like on the right side. And we just kind of that way. You guys are legend already just for that. Yep. I like this song. 
And this is just like that last one. It's got a real heavy, like, synth uh, mid sounds going into it that I usually don't enjoy because yeah, usually it should be, you know, this stuff like techno. But yeah. I even like all that stuff. Yeah, he's like pulling it off in a way that's just so buttery. Everything is so different. This is like 80s spacey stuff. I don't mean Kevin. That was a lot. That's that arpeggiator stuff. You've got that on that little uh, Akai MPK mini. Yeah, I think it's so distorted and aggressive, but even though it's like electronic sound, I'm into it. And it's aggressive. It sounds... <laughs> I think all those things are real. But yeah. It listen to almost the whole it's song. It's a good old-fashioned rock song with some extra sauce on it. I that's fair with a modern sauce. Yeah, I think it's well done. <laughs> it's a modern sauce. Well, you know, like it, it, every once in a while, rock and roll stagnates, and people don't know where to go with it. It's true. Being the last person, true. And then this is like a breath of fresh air. So. There really are a chunk of uh, artists out there who are really carrying along this classic rock music. And even though if you may not like like the direction that the Foo Fighters have gone, I think that they are an example of a band who is typically just a fucking rock band. Even though a lot of people hate Nickelback, they're essentially just a fucking rock band. You just do or don't like their songs. Let me clarify that. <laughs> I don't hate the band itself. Yeah. I hate Pepper. Oh, that's fine. That, that's fine. They're actually a good band. Yeah, they're really terrible. just that And it, it, it was just an easy thing to hate on Nickelback, as if they're, like, worse than other bands, but they're not. They're actually pretty solid sounding. You just Jeff, like what they do or you don't. Okay. They're like Death Leopard. Look at the picture. Of the, have their arms. the guy's name is Daru Jones, or Daru, I don't know how to pronounce it. D A R U uh, Jones. I think I'm saying that right. Okay. <laughs> Look how he has his drum set. They're literally pointing. Away from him. What did you say his name yeah, was so other people can look this up, Sam? I'm going to have to look him up and actually watch him. Say the name again so other people can Daru look this up. Jones. D-A-R-U Jones. It's like dare you to play the drums like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> but it's, it's, look at that, so they're literally facing one. He has to reach over I remember that guy because we watched. When you look it up, I looked up Jack White together. drums and besides Meg White, after that it said. Meet Daru Jones, Maybe. Jack White's secret weapon. So, he might be responsible for that fucking, I guarantee that beat, at least. He looked like a, I don't, I don't use this word, but he looked like a fucking boss in that picture. He did, he looked like he was dressed up like a little cool dude from the 80s. Yeah. Let's go into <laughs> the next song and we can still talk about that. Yeah, that was really good. I I agree. Um, let's listen to Leaving Babylon. We do have a few more songs here left on this 311 album. Bring it back down. Bring it back down. This is when he really starts putting on the uh, Rasta affect. we go down. That was a long echo, too. Oh, yeah. That's the. Earlier I said it was 10 pounds of reverb, then it was 8 pounds. That was 68 pounds. That's just floating on the cloud to the next for eons and eons. That's, that's turning up the knob as it goes through because this is probably maybe not an analog. I don't know, 1998? Hmm. It might have been a band that wants to work in analog and not the 1998. 
life. Did I tell you the guy across the street hurt? He plays guitar, he's an older dude. Uh, equipment that's older than us over there. Really nice stuff. He records to tape. He's got a reel to reel over there. Gotta figure out how to get good graces enough of them to like let me record drums over there or something his, on tape or reel to reel. His wife likes us. talk to that guy? I talked to his wife. And they've offered me to go over there and jam a few times, but I've just never done it. You should do that. <laughs> I mean, we've Why like... haven't you done that? Because you know I'm uh, a hermit boy talking to people. It's true. <laughs> you can be neighborly. I know. I talk to everyone when they're outside. We wait. That, that, guy, guitar. that guy is your older brother, man. Much older brother. I was yeah. going to say, his older brother just lifts things. <laughs> Dude, when he sees you play guitar, he'll be like, oh, He saw me play guitar. Oh, so he knows. I went over there and played like six of his guitars. Okay, okay. And he was just like, I used to be able to play a lot that. <laughs> I don't play that stuff like you do. Because I was starting to like, kind of shred a little bit. Yeah. And you can tell he plays like classic, classic rock. Not even like, Black Sabbath, like, John Fogarty. <laughs> and I'm married. Guitar guys respect other guitar guys. It, but his equipment is fucking awesome. He's real nice dude. He had a bag sitting on his counter, and I walked by and I went, Whoa, what you got in there? Like, it was gonna be reefer. And he's like, Huh? Oh, that's my. I don't remember what it was. It was just. Oh, it was a beef jerky. That's why I thought it was weed, because it was like. It was a colored substance inside a bag or what? I thought for sure I was just about to connect on that level too. And he goes, Oh! I haven't smoked weed in like 30 years. They probably didn't call it weed. Did he call it weed? How weird. So I said it's not weed. Uh, you're not like you're over here, man. <laughs> you probably <laughs> Your connections are all dead, huh? Well, when they moved in, uh, we let them borrow our dolly. Hell yeah, we did. And she just like randomly showed up to bring it back. And we've been told by multiple people that there's a smell. On the porch. On the porch. <laughs> a fresh piney thing. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think it's kind of obvious. We're lucky that we are the ho- we're the most elevated house on the entire block. So as it wafts out, it goes over most people's noses. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's good. It's for the best. Not that there's anything going on. No, oh, come on. Most people don't really care. We've talked about going to Oregon. Most people don't give a shit. As long as I leave him alone, they leave me alone. Nobody gives a fuck. But yeah, you're right. His name is Finn. That's the guy's name. He's got a band over there, he's got drums and everything. Isn't his name really Cornelius? Because <laughs> yes, we, do his, we get his uh, mail sometimes. That's amazing. His name is Cornelius, which is an amazing and name. And he talks like this, and I've been smoking cigarettes for a long time. And he beat jerky that gets stuck in your throat. Oh, dude, he had a fucking... Oh, this is tech talk out there. We, got, we need to talk about things on the podcast. So you know your like, little effects board that you have that's got the pedal on? I can't remember what they're called. It's like the Digitech. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but it's got all those effects in it. It's not the single pedal. Engaging. Right. It's got all the buttons. He's got the analog version of that. You know how you can turn a button and just go to numbers? Mm-hmm. He's got the analog version, which means separate little pedals that are labeled like reverb, echo, delay, distortion, whatever you need, flanger, that all then connect into a bigger chassis plastic thing that all just connect in like bricks wow. so it, it and it was like the early version of that so it's all analog still but they lock in like cartridges they were cartridges it was fucking wild you can fit like eight of them in this thing 
like uh, eight track looking things? Kind of. Except they were flat, they locked in flat, and they had buttons that you could press. Because hmm. foot pedals, you know? It, it was, was wild. Neat. He was like, You ever seen one of these? I was like, I've seen the now version of this. This is fucking wild. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> He should have done those plug it in fucking commercials. Plug it in. That would have been way more successful. Yeah. It'd be cool if I get in good enough races with him. Love you. would like to see the stuff too. I was just going to say, I need to see the inside <laughs> just, of the house. Just recording on a reel to reel. It's only one. I don't know how many tracks it's got, but on tape, given that analog warmth that just does not exist on anything I've got here. Yeah. And then put it on the digital system, it would still have more. Yeah. <laughs> 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 thing, let's uh, do a mind spin back into this 311 album. Getting sugary in my pants, and it's a track to dance. Yes, and 311 makes me want to dance. There's Martinez! As I said. Oh, honey more. Let's go. Nicholas has Lazy Martinez. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, Kurt. It's We're not doing no stereotypes. It's 2022. Okay, the only, hey, don't take that out. The only offensive <laughs> things we say on this were the R word. I'm not backing down. <laughs> This is like a group song. This song feels like this is a show they song. all sat down and worked together. Like, you know, when you're in a band sometimes, like, dudes write separate stuff and they bring it in and you just kind of learn it. Sometimes, you know, like, you were most of mine in the store and I just learned it. And then I had my own spice on some of the parts. Came up with that grid. Yeah, you came up with, like, three of those riffs. <laughs> well, and there's four riffs in the song, so you came up with most of them. I'm proud of it. But, but you know how like sometimes you do that. This one feels like they all sat down in the room together and were like, even wrote the lyrics together. Like, we're here, man. Do we do a group? This is yeah. This is the type of song that you would hear at a show, and everyone would be just like jump in and having a good time. Like yeah. this would be a party starting song. Drop the confetti song. I watched a corn video the other day. Just a live video. Just popped up. And I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. I shot a bunch of confetti in a corn show, and I was just like, oh, confetti in a metal show, never thought of it. Everyone it was good. Confetti. It was silver confetti, so it worked, and they just used it a metallic. bunch of, uh, yeah, so then they used just a bunch of white flashing strobe lights, and it was during blind, that's why I walked it, because I Oh, that actually song. sounds familiar to me. And when they dropped the thing, it was just like, fucking pandemonium, you just feel, in a video, I can feel the whole room just connected, like, holy shit. Well, that was the new metal, so it was like the modern, like, early 2000s, everything 2000s was like, the new millennium, and yeah. like, shiny and stuff anyway. Oh, this was from 2021. Oh, <laughs> this is new. well, okay. Well, there's still new metal. Which is why they could fill a whole arena with it, and do a confetti for the entire arena. Good for those guys. I'm getting, I'm finally to the age now where I'm going like, it's not my bag, but good for them. I wish I could fucking succeed like that. It's pretty fucking cool. I just get to go and play music for a living, good for them. That's how I feel about it too. Like, man, this guy sucks, but I still have to respect that he made it. Uh-huh. And, I, and I didn't fucking make it. Yeah. Jan Terry, F1. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. Jan fucking Terry. Oh, you were saying though about like the band getting together and writing it, like yeah. in the room together. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's sort of like a, a luxury, you know, these days. It's like back in the day, there was nothing else to do. But. Well, you had to. But 
These days. Now you can just send tracks. Who's got all day to sit around in a room all together on the same schedule? You can't fucking do it unless you've already become successful enough to afford that luxury. That's true. And then once you're at that point of success, you have to also still like each other enough to stay in the same room <laughs> with them all day. So, like, that rules out a lot of bands as well. I'm out of here. Fuck you. Fuck you. But you know, there's, that shit happens all the time. Oh, yeah. They just end up fucking hating each other. I don't remember Corpuside really ever sitting down and writing a song in the room. I don't know if we ever really... I think I was all just... We kind of... We, we, we tried to work out a couple parts of the newer songs, I think. Maybe. As time went on, we started working towards that. Like, remember those last few that we recorded that weren't on the album? I feel like what? there was a couple parts where we kind of worked it out in the room together. I mean, we always definitely like... You always, you always had, like, 99%. I didn't realize you had a pretty flower on your arm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty flower. <laughs> Couple of them, I see. Yeah, he's like coming out of the bushes, you know? He's <laughs> got a big fat one sticking out of the Who is Dude. that? What is that? It's just, it's, it's just a tiki man. Oh, it's hard to see from this angle what it is. Okay, man, that totally. Okay, tiki man with a real human foot. Why are there so many toes? I mean, just, I don't know. Maybe they're both, maybe it's two feet. It's, tiki, ten toes? it's tiki toes. Yeah, it's two feet. It's like two feet. But are you you said he had a big old one, what you're talking about, that big blunt sticking out of his mouth. Yeah. Have you seen this video where a woman goes, she's in a bikini, and she goes, I'm glad we get to take a break now. And there's a dude standing there, and he goes, yeah, me too. And she pulls out a blunt that's like, you know, sizable. And he goes, man, that's a big blunt. And then, uh, what are they called now? The M word? Mm. A, a mincin? A minchin? A little person? <laughs> a midget? A little munchkin? A Milligan or a... Milligan something like that. Drives up in a little like Hot Wheels car, also in a bikini, and holds out the biggest blood I've ever seen in my life. And it's like... Minikin. This fucking minikin. A minikin drives up in a car. This fucking minikin! She's, it's, she's holding it like it looks like a bat in her hand. And she's like, now this is a blunt. And music starts kicking in at Snoop Dogg. And then the dude that was standing there pulls out a violin and starts playing along with a Snoop Dogg song. While both those girls are twerking and lighting up this fucking giant, huge, huge blunt. Isn't the internet a wonderful and, thing? And, is this a dream you had? No, it's a real thing. <laughs> and then this other woman who's got some, like, physical abnormality. She's got really, really thin legs and, like... She's kind of short too, but their legs are really long. She just walks through with like a little bikini thing, and they're all just dancing to this Snoop Dogg song while they're smoking this giant blunt. And I realized life is beautiful. <laughs> you just start dancing, and all of a sudden, someone's handing you a blunt. Dude, this thing. He's, I wish I could. Those people are living and rocking. This is true video game right here. Like, I wish this I is I could... a fire starter. A freaking fire starter. <laughs> I wish fire. I could find something. Like. These two drumsticks, but double, like that big. That's too much. It looked like a good time to me. I would've gotten that Hot Wheels car. I would've just gone and taken a nap somewhere. In the bushes. When we went to California, and we were at a hotel room, it was very nice. Kirk and I got our own hotel room, and then Adam and his lady Kelly got our own hotel room. And out back was this beautiful, like, lake. <clears throat> Remember, there was like a volcano right there? It was when we went to Northern California. 
North of yes. <laughs> and we woke up in the dirty reggae punch, which is like Jake Borgia. Yes. Uh, Pop Rock Kelly. Rolled like 14 joints or something like that. And it was just back to back to back to back to back. And it never fucking stopped. That's excessive. They only smoke it like halfway down and then it's like, yeah, they'd be like, yeah, this thing's not. The, it's like, the flavor doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. I'm going to back my full of you. So they took seven joints. Essentially. I'm like, you guys could have let me go. If they were roast, sorry, not hacked. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those deals, like, when we first got there, we were like, hey, can we just throw those on the ground? They're just perfectly smokable. And then by the end of it, I remember it was just like, we don't need these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but these dudes grew their own. Like, they had jars and jars and jars. Yeah. So they were, they were the shit. It was a good time. But anyway. Uh, what do you think of this uh, video game song? This is like the most native sounding one to me. I think the beginning is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I really like the beginning because I think it's really weird. It's just nerdy. It's nerdy when I'm not a really big fan of the beginning. What do you think, Bert? I love it. <laughs> 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 That's what I wanted to say, too. They also bring in that whole rap, uh, rap uh, or hip hop. The mentality of, I was going to say, my name, yeah. we're going to talk about how cool we are. Yeah. How it's, the Destiny's Child. How it's our way. <laughs> what's yeah. The, what's the, I don't understand the Destiny's Child. Say my name, say my name. Ah, I do understand the Destiny's Child. So this is like, He's heavy on this, the is very like this is 311's Get This. This is not something you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Get This or Die. Where the, the chorus is, all you bands can suck these fucking nuts. That's what I got from the vibe off that 311 song. That's like, so much about about it better. Go fuck yourselves. We got 311. Chicka chicka wow. Is that the last song? That is the last song. All yeah. right. Or could you sustain, please? Well, we're not sustaining because this time, everyone, we've got live instruments. That's right. We don't. We're going to talk about it now. There's a tom right next to Kirk. It's called the Reba drum. Now, Kirk, what does Reba stand for? Well, first, I think we have to explain this because... Well, there's it's, a shirt. It's an, is it an acronym? Is that what that is? I can't remember what that's called. It's like, it's done like the D.A.R.E. logo. It's the D.A.R.E. logo. And not Reba. With periods. The periods, each imp- the periods imply that each letter would stand for something. Yes, yeah, as, as I never thought of before until Kurt sat down and said, what does it stand for? And I said, oh, I never even thought about it. It just means Reba McIntyre, but what do you think it means? <laughs> <laughs> So for this question song, Kirk, please lay down a beat and we are going to fucking jam. Go, baby! Michelle, if I had enough room, I would just set up like actual drums and like guitars and stuff. We'll be like, we're gonna go jam. Let's go jam. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. All right. So jam time. Jam time. Jam time. All right. So Kirk, why did you choose this album? 
Why did you choose this? It's like a slurry. I just kind of always had this album in my mind as being one that I needed to bring on sometime. Uh, I think it's their, like I said, their masterpiece, in my opinion. Yeah. I like the reverb. I like the vibe. Now, have you always been a big 311 guy? Like, have you just been waiting? Do you listen to this a lot? Or is this just one that's on your blood? I've just always liked them. I've never been like a... 311 guy or whatever you want to say. Like, I don't know if you like would just everyone's want to put this album on anytime recently, or is it just like just from time to time? Gotcha. He but, agrees that can nobody do it like 311. <laughs> yeah. I agree. 311 is 311 for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. another thing I'm jealous of bands like 311 and Primus and stuff like that. Like, they truly really have the own. It's uh, their sound. Yeah. You hear it, you know who it is. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, like there's countless, countless death metal bands. That are, if you're not the top of the heap, but I can hear more Angel, and I fucking know. Right. But I hear disintegrated carcass ass. I don't know what they fucking sound like. Disintegrated <laughs> carcass ass? There's got to be a band called that. Probably, probably <laughs> That's a good name. Death metal bands are like porn right. websites, and you can think of it. It's it's there. You're just going to truly find a picture of the disintegrated carcass I'm ass. I'm going to type in band after. <laughs> disintegrated. It's going to be a donkey that's... There's definitely a band called Disintegrated. Yeah, we played with them. And a band called Carcass. We've uh, we've played with Disintegrated. They're from Cincinnati. (laughs) Well, there you go. Cincinnati? Disintegrated Carcass ass band. (laughs) (laughs) It's silly. I don't see one, just Carcass. Alright, my new band yeah, called yeah, I was going to say, now it exists. <laughs> so you did already tell us briefly, but again, what do you think that each of us thought when you gave us this? Not when we listened to it, but when we found out that we had to listen to this album. Yeah, I figured you'd be okay with it, and figured Sam probably would be like, yeah, I have to listen to this. <laughs> Turns out you were incorrect. I mean, you were right about Michelle, she's in the three times. I was, uh, I really was looking forward to it. I thought it was like, I should say really looking forward to it. I knew I was going to have an okay time. It wasn't going to be rough. I already knew 311. I already liked some 311. You knew it was going to be better than Papa Roach. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, but like, for a minute there, 311 had the same, like, connotation as Papa Roach. Like, when they were mentioned, they felt like they were in the same joke world, and they do not belong there. No, you they, know what I'm saying. Like, definitely, that's why I brought up Nickelback because it's the same connotation. Like, I think you can put 311 in as a joke band, but I don't think they deserve it. Now Nickelback, I think does. <laughs> yeah, I like your pants around your feet. Is that a Nickelback song? Mm-hmm. I like the dirt that's on your knees. You know, I don't like ghosts, and I've tried that like <laughs> ten fucking times. Really? Yeah, I don't like ghosts, but I remember like hearing some back when Kent Hills was into it or whatever, thinking some of it was good. I watched Kent Hills record a song for over an hour last night on Twitch. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to yeah. know what Sam really likes? No. Yeah, I didn't know you were gonna use it. No. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so Sam, what was your judgment prior to listening to this album? Since you had actually listened to the Three Eleven Greatest Hits before. Um, I was hoping this one was gonna be more. I thought it was earlier, so when I saw the cover. It looks more 1995 than 1999, and I was like, oh, I love that production era. I'm really looking forward to that. So I thought it was going to be a little more grungy sounding. That's really the only negative connotation I had in my head that was changed when I listened to it, but I expected exactly what it was. It's 
311 is 311. They've basically been the same band since the beginning with, you know, production quality changes or mm-hmm. directions changing or certain songs being more rock and roll or heavier sometimes. But I generally, if I went to a party, there's pretty much no 311 song that you can play and I'm going to be like, ah, fuck. Now, there's plenty of other songs that you can play at a party that I would say, ah, fuck. So and you three, might say, like, I'm not into this, but it wouldn't be as painful yeah. as a lot of other And games. I wouldn't even say something if somebody was, like, if I got in a car and somebody was like, you like 311? I'd be like, yeah, let's listen. I wouldn't even complain. You know, but if you got in a car and you're like, do you like Madonna? Man here, I'd be like, fuck no, I'm not listening to that. <laughs> you love Madonna, bitch? No, fuck no. I'm not a material girl, nor am I a material girl. Well, the last part was incorrect. Yeah. Uh, my judgment prior to listening to this is that I've only really familiarized myself with the hits, being that I've only really listened to the Greatest Hits album, yeah. so I was interested to hear what else was there. Yeah, I was just interested. I, I was... I was full, full albums are a different experience than like Greatest Hits. You can yeah, for sure. Journey yeah. Where they're at in their time. So I was in on it, because I, I enjoy 311. Um, how many times did you listen to this, Sam Dino? Uh, three and a half. I tried to get four in, but then I... And then you played it around me, so a little bit more. Um, twice. I've listened to it a lot. Okay. I just needed to remind myself what my favorite was and stuff like that. Honestly, a guest can come in not listening to it at all. If it's their album and they're, like, in love with it, like... Yeah. You know. It's fun. You don't have to listen to it. I just needed to be able to say definitively, this is my favorite song. That's true. Sometimes... You might listen to it and go, oh no, fuck. <laughs> I don't even like this anymore. <laughs> and I t- chose it. Well, I got five listens in. Nice. All right, so your least favorite song on the album, Sam, you said you figured this yes, out. For once, I am very prepared. All right, so what do you have here? Except for the last part of this podcast that I just remembered. <laughs> oh, boy. You're not, that's supposed to be an on the fly thing. I don't know why you're trying to prepare for that. No, not that part. Oh, okay. I understand. <laughs> uh, my least favorite song is Oh, Leaving Babylon, I believe it's called. Oh, I was further up thinking that it might be something else. This is the real jammy one, isn't it? I don't dislike this song. It's just there's I'd rather listen to every other song from this album than this one. I really I like the drums. I, I feel like I gotta say I hate, don't hate it. It's, well, it's no, but it's, it's the more like yeah. island song. And I just, I just give a song. It's just like when we did the greatest hits. Like my least favorite song was like I wrote a weak ass song that they did. Was it love song? Was it that cover? Yeah, yeah. You know that song? I thought you were gonna say Amber. It's the color of your energy. That song is classic though. <laughs> Shades of Goldslade naturally. It is a classic. It's like I mean, I, I was probably, like, I was probably in the low portion of it. Oh. Oh, that song grooves. It grooves. It's bro. not as bad. At least that one. Some other things. Kurt, That's what what is your favorite song on this album. I have the exact same opinion as Sam. That's <laughs> literally everything he said. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Just because, just because, yeah, I, I don't not like it. It's just like if you have to pick one, this is the like least rocking out one, I guess. Whatever. I mean, it's not a bad song. Just this is if you're hanging out with your friends and you listen to this album. This is when you start talking. This and you're passing the blood. This makes the me think of someone who I know. Yeah, this, this is the part where you go, I don't want this guy to think I'm weak. <laughs> this makes me think of someone who I know. His initials are B R. 
He previously dated my best friend. That changed his lifestyle. <clears throat> this makes me think of him. Of going to like a festival with that guy. Okay. First name Brad, I'll give that much out. But I'm not gonna say anything else. Do you know who I'm talking about? I hawk a loogie on his back and <laughs> Wait, maybe I do. This is how I have this vibe. Do you have like a twin or something? No, but those were... I don't know if they were related. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna keep this playing because I agree. This is just oh, not for me. This is a little... This is not how I like my 311, even though I know that they are like this. This is more like islandy kind of music, and that stuff just doesn't usually jive too well with me. Um, I can take like Jamaican music or something way more than white just, people doing this floaty it's stuff. It's just too laid back. It's just not for me, but I, lo I love, you know, Let's just go to the bathroom. They did, they did it tastefully though, it's the only song I have. Yeah, that's true. They could have done that like four fucking times. Yeah, they could have had it ruined yeah. this album. <laughs> yeah. It would have made this album very sleepy. Yeah. So, uh, let's... Let's make it a rock, Sam. What is your most favorite song on this album? Right. I had a little trouble figuring out my favorite song on this because so many of them, I'd be like, well, I like this about this, and i go, well, it's in this song, too. Damn. But I end up going with the second single, Flowing. Ooh. Classic. Which was, yeah, with the number 17. But it's got some really fucking heavy parts on it, which is why I ended up getting it. Like this room. Yeah, and it's kind of like Sounds like the sample when they're using sounds slipknot ish. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sweet. Alright, Kurt, what is your favorite song on this album? Um, I had to go with uh, Living and Rocking. Although I will say that I consider flowing and uh, I also consider the Living and Rocking. The only thing that stopped me was the, the real hip hop orientedness of it. I really like the guitar riffs on the song. Like the this part? This is, yeah. There's so much energy in this song. That's like straight up punk right now. So like, the drumming is so good, so. Perfect. I bet the crowd loses their fucking mind oh, when this song Absolutely. That's the thing, too. I guarantee not only. And three other songs are just straight up dancing and just grooving. I know all of a sudden you're like, oh fuck! It just breaks out. You just gotta be okay with both of them. Which I am. You sure are. God damn it. Kirk, I went to go see Boar not too long ago, which is a fucking great show. Uh, really? Yeah, they're, they're back. Um, it's always never gonna be Guar odors, but god damn it. It's still Guar. That's the problem I'm having. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, don't go there wanting that. Uh, they were great though, but I went going, ah, I probably won't mosh from getting older. Good enough. Good enough myself. I was moshing even before Guar. Didn't even take Guar. I was like, ooh, this band got heavy and I didn't even do a show. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. No, but let me ask you this. Okay. How'd you feel the next day? Sore. There <laughs> it is, there it is. But good. In the moment, you don't even feel it. It's all yeah. adrenaline. What's your favorite song, Michelle? I'm agreeing with you, Sam. Flowing has been in my head all week. It wasn't necessarily... I wasn't thinking going in. Oh shit, Flowing's on this. I'm so excited. But I just really enjoy this song. I like when my... Uh, I, like the, I like that it's just really groovy. I was going to say, I like when my 311 grooves. But you can argue that they are grooving all the time. 
It's just, what group are you into? Yeah, that's true. What group do you like most? What real living room fits you? But this is honestly like on the lower energy side of a lot of three eleven that I often like. Because I do, oh, yeah. I do like like three eleven to be like heavier as well. Like I think it's very fun. I think they do a good job. I feel like that song gets everybody jumping too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that you know reggae. I don't know this, but if you do, sorry. Uh, reggae dudes when they play drums, you know, like in modern or like pop music, it's like kick, snare, kick, snare, kick, snare. Reggae guys just don't do the snare, but they just never stop the kick drum. They just keep playing it. And that just makes it thud in your chest the whole time, and it just makes the whole yeah. <laughs> it just makes the whole crowd just feed in on that pulse. And so that's why reggae shows are so uh, unified, they say, because almost every fucking song is just giving that fucking beat. So I just thought it was because the, the bass lines are always so smooth. Oh, like, that too. It's always, like, slowed enough, too, that, like, anyone can latch onto it. Because a lot of people, for some reason, like, when music gets too fast, it's like they can't tell what's going on anymore. That's true. So it's like some Pink Floyd type shit where, you, like, everyone can just latch onto it. Yeah. And that smooth groove just... <laughs> well, put that smooth groove with a... And you got people's asses moving. <laughs> and just flowing. Oh, right. that with Parliament, too. I don't remember if you said this before. Oh. When did you start listening to this album, Kirk? High school. So, early... I was a freshman. In 1999. So, like, around when it came out, you were, like, immediately into I think it? I did get this right away, Because you said you already... They were already on your radar from, like, an album or two previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you... How did you originally feel about this album, like, the first time you heard it? Did it just stick, or did it take a while? I liked it. Um, I'd say some of the songs had to grow on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um... I mean, I like, I like every song on the album. Okay. Well, would you recommend it today? Oh, absolutely. Okay. He loves it! And Sam, would you ever listen to it again? Uh, not on my own, probably not. But I wouldn't be upset if someone played it. Alright, so uh, I would actually listen to it again. I would probably just skip some songs. Which ones? That one that you didn't like? Oh my god. Well, oh my god. god. Everyone really appreciates that. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, leaving Babylon. There are a few, but who knows? Who cares? Uh, how would you rate this, Sam? Zero out of ten, all over the rock and roll cats. I'll give this uh, seven, all over the rock and roll cats. It was almost six and a half, but I'm giving it a seven. Respectable, Sam. All right. I'll personally give it a five and a half. I think that... I thought you'd like 311. <laughs> Our I do. scales work differently. Uh, I do, but for me, it's like it's okay, but I think that there are. I don't know. I'm just. I'm gonna comfortably say five and a half. It's it's better than. It's a little better than average, but I don't think it's like great or anything like that. I think I'm rating more of a, for what it was supposed to be. What is this album? Unless I really hate it, I won't really give it. Crazy was, you know what I'm saying? Was it like for me? For me, it's like a four. <laughs> but for a rock album in its time, what it's supposed to sound like, what I wanted, I think it's a seven. Yeah, I think it has a good sound and everything. I just don't think 
that it's necessarily all songs are super strong, but that's fine. Yeah! Uh, Kirk, what would you rate this? Zero out of ten. Mm-hmm. All over the rock and roll cats. You know, uh, I gotta give it at least an eight and a half. Nice. Ooh. That's high on the radar. Please stop yawning on the mic. You know, it's you're a, gonna make listeners yawn. It's a unique album from a unique band, and it, it is a album, not just a couple of singles with a bunch of filler. Uh, there's a lot of things about it that make it. Are we not recording? Super. Something doesn't look good. <clears throat> oh no. Oh, no. And that's where it all fell apart. Well, it actually fell apart during the the, the first break part. But anyway, next week's episode, everyone, is a repeat on my end. In a way, it's a band I've already done. Uh, It's Tools Undertow. So everyone listen to it as much as you can. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. Sorry again for the sound quality. We'll do better. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Light up a spliff each morning in my backyard. Sometimes me bunny Charlie's be fun. Clean up the coachy rubber load in me landlord. Right there so pump around that we see long. But I blunt a bong. Light it up his so tongue. And then we chant some now your bingy soul songs. But I blunt a bong.